Welcome back to another edition of the Unreasonable Odds Podcast. One of the last shows of 2021. We're recording this on Tuesday afternoon. This is going to be the only show for this week. Same as next week. Only going to be one show again. Along with Julian Edlow, I'm Steve Buchanan. We're going to be talking about the the NFL board as best as we can because the, the board is ever changing, just like last week. Probably even worse. what do you know? What do you know? We're still stuck in Week 15, actually, as we record. So that's we'll actually very out, true. We'll give that's out actually. some rare Tuesday night football bets, um, and I have a Tuesday night football best bets article out on the DK Playbook. So make sure to take a look at that over on uh, on the DK Playbook, DraftKings.com slash Playbook, where you can always get Julian's best bets articles. Um, but let's just get right into it. Let's try to somewhat recap some of our best bets from last week. You and I uh, both have a, a trash it that was very early with the Patriots, not able to cover against the Colts. And I, I even teased them up to nine and a half, and that still couldn't do it, which was Twitter. incredible. Twitter went nuts because a lot of people teased the Patriots to eight, eight and a half. <clears throat> and that late Jonathan Taylor run, uh, Twitter Ooh. exploded because it lost everyone those those Patriots uh, teasers. And Belichick kicking the uh, field goal rather than going for the late touchdown. Uh, a lot of weird numbers. The Patriots were right in that game outside of the blocked kick. Um, rare special teams mistake. That was a weird all-around game that a lot of people were mad about that late Taylor touchdown run. So when my best bet teaser is shot down on the first leg, you know, makes for an you early get back week. on the horse and make another <laughs> teaser. Right. Of course. Yeah, of course. But uh, that was just a brutal, uh, a trash. It. And that's obviously where we're going to be starting there. Cause I think that was actually the more, one of the more shocking losses when it comes to teaser legs that page has been one of the best teaser pieces all year long. Um, Joe Osborne <laughs> from odd shock was able to share with me some of the teaser records for the year. The Patriots were right at the top of the list there and the late score by the Patriots to put them right back into cashing, but they just could not stop Jonathan Taylor one last time watching that run. I felt like I was watching it in slow motion because I knew all those bets were just about to get um, annihilated, basically. And Jonathan Taylor also could have pulled a Todd Gurley and won the game by sliding down, but elected to score and keep the game alive. Well, he's also vying for an MVP, you know, so of course he's going to go and score. But, um, you know, a a loss by the Patriots there by 10 points to the Colts um, early in the week. Trash that one. That was not a good start to the week. That was uh, that was brutal. That's my trash also. Um, I had a weird three and one NFL week, that being the loss. So that's my trash. So we'll move on to cash. Um, although I did lose, I lost Justin Jefferson long reception on Monday night football, but I didn't give that out on this podcast. I gave that out on Twitter on Monday. Um, so I can add my own to the list there, but moving to cash it, I had a technically a three, one and one week with the plays I gave out on the podcast last week, but I gave out the Browns, Dolphins money line parlay, but fortunately the postponement cancels the Browns leg of that parlay. Um, so what I wound up having was just one and a half units on Dolphins minus like 385 money line, which <laughs> fortunately they came through and won. It was a little sweaty, like they it went down to the wire. Um, they were down 14 through. nothing quickly against the Jets. Right. Right. So that that got through for like a quarter of a unit win that I was just locked into because I gave it out early. But I told you guys on the podcast not to take that. So if you tail it on Twitter, you want a sweaty, high risk quarter unit on the Dolphins winning, uh, which I do not recommend. But the 
the two other plays that I put out did hit. Um, Kansas City minus three. What a game on Thursday night. Uh, Kelsey comes through for us in overtime. And our head-to-head play, Steve, you looked great at halftime, Titans-Steelers. But the Steelers dug deep just as I knew they would. And I'm a t- I got a lot of Titans futures. I got some futures fading the Colts that we're probably in trouble on. But um, I just knew Pittsburgh was going to find a way to win that game, and, and they did in the end. Um, so, yeah, those, those two came through for me to, to cash at Kansas City and Pittsburgh. Um, I was all over the Bengals as underdogs uh, last week against the, the Broncos. Obviously, a uh, really scary hit for Teddy Bridgewater. Took him out of the game. Yep. Um, you know, probably helped the bet a little bit there. The Bengals won the game to, uh, by a weird score for a 15 to 10. Uh, but they're able to cover that two and a half point spread easily by winning that game outright. And then I love Carson Wentz throwing a touchdown against the Patriots because they are just an interception machine. Uh, that was a sweaty one, too. He didn't do it until late. I think it was the fourth quarter where he <laughs> ended up throwing that interception. Uh, but that was a cash as well. But, you know, I think kind of like last week, I'm not going to have a ton of bets this week, especially with how early we're, A, how we're early we're recording this show, and B, uh, just because how fluid um, this NFL situation is, you know, they've changed the COVID protocols. It's probably more unclear than ever if guys can play or not, because you got to know their vaccination status, blah, 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 blah. Too many things that I can't even bother to get into. Just let me know if they're playing on Sunday or not. That's basically how I'm, I'm running this right now. But a couple of big names already on the COVID list for this week. Travis Kelsey is placed on there. Jared Goff is one that's on there as well, which was uh, trending to be a very popular underdog play with the uh, Lions at plus four and a half going against the Falcons that has since moved to five and a half only, which, you know, maybe I'm kind of starting to like it again. <laughs> even if Tim Boyle's case goes under center, I don't know if I'm getting there just yet, but, um, you know, it's just going to be a mess leading up to Sunday. And, you know, as you mentioned at the top of the show, we're still talking about week 15 as we're recording this as a quote unquote week 16 podcast. Speak for yourself. Uh, people on Twitter make fun of you because you don't give out plays and you don't, you're a coward. Um, I'll give out a couple of plays. I'll put my neck out on the line, stick it out there. Um, I'm not saying I'm not going to give out plays, but I'm just saying. You said it's harder to give out plays. Not to mention, I'm going to give out two. Week 15 plays, Tuesday night football plays. So get in and listen to this podcast early. But before we get to that, of course, we're going to have odds are with Johnny Avello. We'll talk about some of the uh, happenings on week 15. Julian's going to ask him a bowl question because it is bowl season. So why don't we get to odds are with our guy, Johnny Avello. You heard the music. If you're watching on YouTube, you see the man. Welcome into odds are with Johnny Avello. Johnny, happy holidays. How are you doing? Doing well, guys, and thank you very much for that. Yeah, so let's uh, let's dive right into it. Um, sports, weird spot right now. Probably as bad a spot as we've been in since the pandemic got underway. Um, so tough to navigate every, everything, but before we dive into any specific games, um, COVID's taken, taken center stage in, in sports right now. Um, and we're back to things like multiple Tuesday night football games in the NFL right now. Just overall in sports, what are some of the biggest impacts you've noticed for sports betters with so many unknowns right now? And how has that affected uh, the handle on things like these Tuesday night NFL games that you got to cancel void bets from earlier in the week for Sunday and Saturday games and move the dates? What does this all mean for you behind the book? 
Well, the, the biggest impact is that games in, in some leagues, the NBA and NHL are being canceled, uh, certainly the NHL. The NBA may try to uh, continue to keep playing. Um, there's really no impact on the NFL for the games because they're being played and the handle has been relatively normal. Here's the biggest issue is for the trading team. Who's in and who's out? That's the tough part. How do you look at these games as a bookmaker in terms of setting and moving the lines? Obviously a game like Raiders and Browns that moved all over the place all week long. Like when this first opened, the Browns were like five and a half point favorites before it was canceled. They were three point underdogs. Like you never see something like that unless something drastic happens. That's exactly what it was. But even on Monday morning, the Browns were a minus three. Then we got confirmation Mayfield and Keenum were out and they closed at plus three. So how does the book manage risk with so many games taking so much movement, literally at a second's notice? Uh, really difficult, Steve. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you need to have the games on the board, first of all, for the customer base. But, you know, with uncertainty in personnel, especially key personnel, it becomes very tricky and troublesome. Um, you mentioned that Browns-Braders-Browns uh, game. You're right. The Browns opened five and a half early in a week, went to Raiders three on the COVID news. Then it swung back to Browns three. And then, when, and then when the game was moved to Monday with a chance for Mayfield to be able to play, you know, that's we're thinking Browns are going to be three. And then the morning comes out, Mayfield and Keenum and the coaches are all out. Swings to Raiders three. I'm saying, guys, we are just in a terrible spot here if this game falls one, two or three. Now, it did fall Raiders two and we didn't get hurt too bad. This is just unprecedented movement going on in the NFL like I've never seen. Okay, well, with some of the COVID news, uh, let's talk Tuesday night football. Um, how's the handle on these these two games and what kind of movement? I know, like, we don't have a crystal ball for COVID if anything happens between recording and kickoff. But COVID aside, do you anticipate any kind of movement in either of these uh, games? We've already had with, with Schefter saying that it looks like Washington will be on the third string quarterback. Uh, Philly already moved, I think, from six and a half to eight and a half uh, before lunchtime here on the East Coast on Tuesday. Uh, the handle's very strong, and why not? It's the NFL on Tuesday would appear a decent contest. Uh, the negative is that both games are kicking off at the same time, and also the viewing of the games is unclear. I think it's Fox, but which games, uh, you know, are going to be in your area? Uh, I wish right. they would have separated them. That was certainly would have helped. Uh, then if the Rams open minus four. They're currently at six and a half, and this one will touch seven, but will that hold up? And then in the uh, Washington football Eagle game, all over the board, as you mentioned, it actually opened two going back yeah. to beginning of the week, went to 11 on the COVID news. Now we're at six and a half. This one also probably going to keep escalating. You mentioned it's up to eight and a half. I didn't see it that high yet, but maybe it is there now. Um, but, you know, will this will that hold also? Uh, you know, no number seems to be holding. We're just uh, constantly shifting these numbers up and down the ladder. And then looking back to the rest of week 15, what were some of the best results for the book? I have to imagine it was the Lions beating the Cardinals and the Saints being the Buccaneers, but I'm more than happy to be wrong. You got it, Steve. Oodles, oodles of good results. <laughs> and he was getting good at this. He's learning <laughs> yes, it is. And it started off at that game with the Lions beating the cards. But then the Packers not covering. 
and then to cap off a great day, the Bucks not only losing, but not scoring a single point. Right. Tom, I forget the number. It was 250-something games in a row for, for Tom Brady without a shutout. Um, and it happens at home on Sunday night uh, against the Saints. I don't know. That was, that was a weird game. Um, but all right, let's look at the other side. What, what was good for the public uh, on DK Sportsbook in week 15 and, and wound up actually hurting the book? A uh, lot, not a lot of negativity to speak of here. All right. Well, you guys were due. We had a couple public weeks. <laughs> right. We won small. We won small on the Texas Jags, and we won small on the Panthers Bills. So, but the key is there that we won small. Okay. Steve, would you like to ask a question? That was the one. Oh, sorry. Did I just, did I steal your question? Is that what happened? I think I might have. No, I just, I just asked. So here's a blooper for us to use. I'm, I'm odds, <laughs> you're evens. I just asked question five, six. Oh, is okay. Even. I'm sorry. That means sorry. you. Yeah. Okay. Samir, you're going to have to cut that right there. Okay. All oh, right. No, no, we're, we're keeping that. <laughs> All right. Back to it. Let's get into week 16 game spanning over four days. And that's before. COVID potentially moves anything around on the schedule. Thursday night football between the Titans and Niners, two Christmas Day games, the Sunday night slate, and a big Dolphin Saints Monday night football game for wild card hopefuls. Uh, some of these games have already seen some movement with the COVID news on players like Jared Goff, Travis Kelsey. Which of these games have moved the most already? You know, obviously we can't predict anything with the COVID news, but if you move that, what games do you think are going to move the most by kick? Well, for Thursday night football, the Titans open one. Now the 49ers are three and a half. Uh, a, lot, a lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, the way that each team played last week. So the power rating shifted a little bit. Uh, this may even still go up another tick before settling uh, at a number. Uh, for Saturday and Christmas Day, it appears that no betters are confident that Mayfield clears COVID protocol or at least isn't back to normal. And maybe they don't like that side anyway, as the games jump from the pack six and a half up to eight and a half. Uh, Arizona won that game that went the other way, open minus four over the Colts. Uh, now that one's Arizona minus one. On the Sunday slate, the Bucks dropped from 11 down to 10 and a half at the Panthers. But I, I just can't see that holding up, guys. That, that one probably goes back up. Uh, Eagles up to 10 from eight and a half over the four and 10. Hopeless Giants. I say that because I'm a Giant fan. Yeah. <laughs> and how about, about those three and 11 Jets opening up a one point favorite, escalating to two and a half point favorite over the Jags? That's, that's crazy. Um, those are brave souls betting that game, guys. And then right. uh, the, the Chiefs opened up and still are nine and a half point favorite over the Steelers. I anticipate that one going a little bit higher. If the Jaguars can't win a home game against the Texans after kind of being able to rally around Urban Meyer being fired. I don't know why they would win a road game here, even against the Jets the, the following week. That said, I am not one of the brave people that will be getting involved in that game. I'm just giving an opinion. Yes. Um, all right. I want hey, to talk just, real, real quick. I just, I just want to okay. bring up something real quick, John, if you, if you don't mind here. So that Buccaneers game, the line for against the Panthers was up during the game when the, the Buccaneers were playing. 
I think it was plus uh, uh, minus 14 for the Buccaneers, but those injuries were happening at a rapid rate with Godwin, with Evans, with Fournette. And that number quickly came down. Is there like a risk reward type thing when you have a game in the future up like that and then something like the Buccaneers losing all those players? And then obviously that line changing so drastically. Is there is there a lot of risk involved with that? There is, but we, we try to take those games down as the teams are playing. Sometimes you look and think it's up and it might be there, but it's not. It's closed at that time. So most of the time when it's up, it's an error that we made, forgot to take it down. But uh, we don't like to have a game up when the teams are playing because of those reasons. Sure. Cool. Um, okay, so COVID news. Teams playing shorthanded and forces a lot of backups into, into prominent roles or just, you know, secondary, third-tier stars into, you know, first-star type of, of roles. Um, so I want to talk player props here. Have you noticed any larger handles in, in the prop market? And we can expand this to NBA too because I think betting player props in the NBA right now is the safest way to go because you can put yourself on a side um, and even if you put yourself on a side based on COVID news from the other side, COVID news can still hit the side you bet on and it can come back the other way. I take Sunday's Hawks, um, Cavs game as an example, the game wound up never being played, but the Cavs were plus three. Trey Young gets ruled out with, with COVID goes to Cavs minus two. Then the Cavs get five cases of COVID comes back with the Cavs as dogs again. Then the game just gets wiped altogether. So Sides are kind of ridiculous in the NBA right now, but if you bet a player prop, you know, the worst that happens, I guess, is, is your guy gets ruled out and then that play voids, but you can bet a player and then some other guys on his team could be ruled out. You could get some value on the player prop. Um, for example, Kings, no, no De'Aaron Fox, no Davion Mitchell in the backcourt right now. My best bet last night was, was uh, Tyrese Halliburton over 14 and a half points. It, it got there. Like, number one, what kind of handle are you seeing, you know, go up on any player props? And number two, you know, how do you feel about those being maybe safer bets than sides altogether right now? Well, Julian, I tell you what, you're exhausting me just thinking about it and listening to it. It's I, put a, I put a lot of thought in into this and I've determined player props are safer than sides right now. Yeah, you might be right. The prop market um, and same game wagers have been robust all year. Now, with major quarterbacks, running backs out, major guards, major scorers in NBA, it actually hurts those markets if, you know, with, for us, overall, handle, uh, because people aren't able to play the, the players that they actually want to. Now, if you're referring to some value in the prop market with certain players out, that absolutely exists. Just real quick, I want to wrap up the NFL with this question about the AFC North. This is one of the more interesting divisions in football right now. All uh, four teams are alive in that division. How is the handle on the division winner there, and where is the DraftKings Sportsbook liability in this one? You're correct, Steve. That is the only division where all four Steves have a sh all four teams have a shot to, and no team is a cakewalk. Actually, when you look at their schedules uh, to right. this title. Uh, we have a little liability on the Browns and Steelers. They're uh, five plus 550, 11 to 2 on the Browns, and seven plus 700 on the Steelers, respectively. That's 7 to 1. Um, the Bengals are the shortest odds at plus 125, and the Ravens are at plus 160. 
All right, as we've done the last uh, couple weeks, Johnny, we're going to wrap with bowl games um, for these forever moving targets that have weeks and weeks of news before they're actually played. Um, I'm ha- I-, I haven't got put any bowl game plays out there yet. The first one that I have is, is Wednesday night. I do have Army minus three and a half against Missouri. That one has moved in my favor now sitting at five and a half. Last I checked, um, number one, what's what's the handle looking like on on that game? And then number two, the same questions I ask you you every week. What are some of the other bowl games that have moved the most over the last week or so? And are there any other that you see making some big moves over the next week? Well, Army is now six and a half, Julian. Oh, all right. And pretty. Good action on that particular matchup. All it's all one-sided, um, and there's also a pretty good move on the total on that one uh, going under. Open 16 and a half. That's now down to 55 and a half. Uh, some other games with movement and seeing good business. Uh, Central Florida versus Florida, Gasparilla Bowl. Gators are up from six and a half to seven, and there are quite a few games out there where the favorite has switched. Uh, in the Fenway Bowl, SMU opened one and a half, and now Virginia's the two-point favorite. Uh, Virginia Tech opened minus three over Maryland in the Pinstripe Bowl, and now Maryland is three and a half. Uh, Michigan State now a three-point favorite over Pittsburgh in the Peach Bowl after opening up a four-point underdog. So uh, this is not unusual for bowl games, uh, and look for this to ha- continue to happen in, in some of these other games moving forward. All right, I will happily hoist my CLV trophy for the uh, Army-Missouri game. Um, hopefully you, you listeners got on that early. Um, Johnny, thank you as always for, for coming on, giving us a peek behind the book. Uh, stay safe out there and happy holidays. Thank you much, same to you guys. All right, thanks as always to Johnny Avell for joining the show, getting an insight into the sports book. Let's take a look at the kind of week 15 into week 16 board. We're going to be giving out some Tuesday night plays. You know, unfortunately, this is one of those games referring to Washington and the Eagles where the line is just moving. It feels like as we're sitting here talking. So this is getting a little bit too iffy now for me because who knows what the line's going to be by the time you listen to this. Because originally when we were talking about this game, Julian, um, both of these teams, both favorites in this game were minus six and a half. That is since perfect. moved. Yeah, perfect. Perfect to tease. Getting them down a half a point, just need them to win. Uh, but they have since moved since about a half hour ago. Rams are now minus seven favorites. Eagles are now all the way up to minus eight and a half, getting a rather unappealing, not uh, not overly unappealing, but a much worse number getting them down uh, to minus two and a half at this point. So, You know, we like the half-point teaser. Obviously, it's not available anymore. So are you still down with the teaser getting the Rams at minus one and getting the Eagles at two and a half? Obviously, you're still getting them under uh, a field goal, but not as appealing as just having the win outright. Yeah, I mean, first of all, always always listen to the podcast and follow Unreasonable Odd on on Twitter. Um, But follow Steve and I. Like, I put my best bets out article out on Tuesday morning, it had the teaser at, at six and a half both ways, getting them both down to picks essentially. Um, and that's what I was able to lock this in at for, for one unit. So for time sensitive purposes, yeah, like make sure you're following, reading Steve and I's content. I don't hate, you know, you probably want some Tuesday night football action. I'm sure. not going to lie. So like 
I don't, I don't hate it getting the, the Rams down to one and the Eagles down to two and a half. You're still keeping it under three, which is a key number. Um, getting through six, seven, a lot of key numbers there. So, and it moved this way for a reason because Garrett Gilbert is probably going to be the, the quarterback for Washington, which isn't good for Washington here in a divisional road game. Um, so I don't hate it. I would play it smaller. This would be, you know, like a half unit entertainment play because you just have to bet Tuesday night football. Um, rather than, you know, just needing each team to win outright, which is a little bit more comfortable. Um, you know, I have no interest in either underdog in this game, even with how the lines have moved here. Like, you know, the, the Rams should win easily against the Seahawks from what we've seen from the Seahawks over the past couple of weeks. I want nothing to do with the Washington football team with Gilbert at quarterback. If you want to do something fun, now it's obviously not up yet because we haven't got official confirmation on who the quarterback is. I will take the interceptions for Gilbert for whatever it is. If I had a guess, it's probably going to open with the over-under at one and a half, not usually the uh, the, the usual half that you can get uh, for something like Jalen Hurts. His, over, his interceptions is set at half. So if it's at one and a half, I still have no issue with taking that with Gilbert. You might be even I mean, we've, we've seen like Jameis Winston laying like minus 215 for – an interception it, it could be there but you're gonna have to you know pay for it no for sure but it, it, if for someone like gilbert i would have to assume it's going to be at one and a half instead of the normal a half that you get for like you know like that was kirk cousins last night that's carson wentz um but just something you know just a little bit crazy in there if you put it this way you're doing same game parlays you're absolutely putting in gilbert at least one one interception that's that's your first leg in any same game parlay okay that's that though i make that a demand what if they if don't show, throw what if they don't throw that what if they run more, run all these screens? Who are they running with? Gibson. Yeah, against this team, Philly's pretty decent against the run. Uh, it's just gonna it's, it's gonna know. be a disaster for Washington, regardless. Okay. So just, um, to, just something to consider. That's all. So my my favorite bet as as the board stands on the Tuesday night card, I wrote it up at forty three and a half. It's at forty four and a half, and that would be Jalen Hurts rushing yards. Um, <clears throat> for 43 and a half, he'd gone over in seven straight. He had 44 seven games ago. So it's six straight at 44 and a half. He's averaging like high sixties over his last seven games in terms of rushing yards and Washington ranks sixth in the NFL in rushing yards allowed to the quarterback position. He's coming back from an ankle injury, but he hasn't played since November 28th. So he should be pretty healthy. He should be pretty fresh. And this is a huge game. This is a must win game for the Eagles. So effort wise, you know, there's the incentive to, to, you know, risk your risk yourself and get out there and run and the matchup dictates it. So I, I love Jalen hurts over 44 and a half rushing yards as my favorite NFL play for, for Tuesday to, to wrap up week 15. Okay. Moving over to week 16, we have multiple days of football as it stands right now, Thursday Niners at Titans. Uh, Saturday, the two games, once again, Cleveland Browns at Packers. I still can't believe the Packers are only minus seven and a half right now, but that is what it is. Uh, Colts at Cardinals in a massive, massive game for both of them now, really. Uh, You know, looking at the, you know, and I talked about this yesterday, looking at like the wins and losses, because the the win loss for the Lions that you took, Julian, was three and a half, correct? Over under three and a half, is that what it was? Oh, no, no, I have under five. Plus oh, under five. oh, under five. Okay. Uh, I think maybe <clears throat> the Lions need to, the Lions need to win out for me to push. That would be, <laughs> some, I would be mad. Like, like they were, I mean, they're two and one over the last couple of, they were whatever. Oh, nine and one or whatever it was. Yeah. Yep. Um, to push that would be bad. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I mean, I've been counting that money for a while. The point that I was bringing up was that, you know, one of the first games you'd be like, oh, that's definitely a loss would, would have been the Cardinals, right? I was like, okay, that's an easy one for the Cardinals, yeah. but they, yep. they, 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 now they make it a little bit interesting. And now this is a more important game for the Cardinals. You know, they Cardinals were kind of just coasting into the playoffs. Now it's like, well, that that's tightened up a little bit now with, with some of that. That was not a loss they, they could afford to have. And then, of course, the Colts, who are in playoff contention, but they definitely need this one, too, because there's just a huge jumble of teams in that wild card squad. So big game for both of those. And then, of course, we have the Sunday slate. Uh, where do you want to go on this one? Now, there's a lot of different ways I think you could go here. Yeah, so <clears throat> Thursday night football, I, I don't have much of a take I I don't love where the Titans are this season but it looks like they're getting um AJ Brown back they're at home now getting three and a half the 49ers are good but this could be a bounce back spot for the Titans um lean Titans but not much of a not much of a definitive answer there don't like betting the Titans until they get Henry back really um but I'll be I'll be rooting for Tennessee there with all my futures Christmas Day, the Packers are a, I'm not going to lay seven and a half, but the Packers are a teaser or money line parlay piece for sure. Um, I get that the Browns will have guys back. I get they'll be kind of desperate and hungry in this game, but now they're on a short week, Monday to Saturday on the road at Lambeau recovering from COVID. It is a little bit of a flat spot for Green Bay. They just won the division and clinched their playoff spot, but down goes Arizona, down goes Tampa. They can really separate and get that first round by in the one seed if they yep. keep rolling, and I think they will. So Green Bay to win is a piece that I'll I'll incorporate somehow into my Week 16 card for sure. Christmas Day night game, Colts and Cardinals. I got to play on this one. Cardinals money line. Give me the Cardinals. Um, like Johnny told us, this one this one was Arizona four. Yeah. And moved a lot because Arizona loses to Detroit and the Colts beat the Pats. Sell high on the Colts, buy low on the Cardinals. That was like the Colts Super Bowl. They were amped up for that game. Weird start that just didn't allow the Patriots to fully get back into it. Now you're on the road against a really hungry team that's lost two in a row and had an embarrassing loss. Like I, I love the car. That's probably my, my best bet for the week is uh cardinals minus 125 money line on saturday night christmas night um for this card i I really think the cardinals bounce back and win this game seems like you agree yeah before you even get into sunday my best bet is in these few games here we're going to tease the titans up to nine and a half we're going to tease the packers down to one and a half that's your that's your teaser right there um Nine and a half points should be enough to cover against the 49ers at home getting healthier. 49ers will look great. Okay. I've been burned multiple times this season already by the 49ers sick and tired of it. I'm I might get burned again here, but I think that with the way that these lines are set right now, getting nine and a half for the Titans at home, I'll take that. And then the Packers, like, you know, obviously seven and a half isn't as an appealing of a number, but I would not be surprised if the Packers end up winning this game by multiple touchdowns. I just think the Packers have too much going for them where the Browns. Well, it should just almost, it should almost certainly grow. Like this could be eight yeah. and a half, nine and a half. Sure. Definitely. So getting it at seven and a half, I'll be more than happy to get that down to one and a half. So um, before we even get to Sunday, that's, that's my best bet right there. I, I love, I Are you love gonna bet. 
Are you going to bet the Cardinals? I am not going to bet the Cardinals, but I would agree with you. I just, you know, I, I like the, the line is set very well because these are two, I would say, evenly matched teams coming into this week. You're obviously getting the, the Cardinals at their lowest point this season, and they're a much better team than we saw against the Lions. But this Colts team is just, you know, you and I are probably going to be taking a bath on that to miss the playoffs bet. Um Should have hedged. hedged. I I stared down the hedge for a while and my NFL futures are looking strong enough that I was like, I can just take a loss without hedging it at all. And here we are. The Colts are like minus 500 to make the playoffs. Yeah, because this is by far their toughest game after that. They're going to see like the Jets after this. I think the Raiders like so they're they're basically issuing unless something collapses here. But um I, I like the Cardinals. That would be my lean, but like, I don't say, I can't say with enough convic- conviction that the Cardinals will win this game. All right. Uh, two takeaways for the Sunday card. One doesn't really matter anymore, but I put it on Twitter. I grabbed the Falcons minus four right on the golf news. We'll see what situation they're in. If I'm going to hedge a little on it or just let that ride, <clears throat> but without golf, I don't know if they stand much of a chance, even in Atlanta against the Falcons. Um, Doesn't feel good, but we'll see. Um, Lions, by the way, need to win out for me to push my win total bet. Even if they heroically win these next couple games that are winnable, they end with the Packers. So unless the Packers have the one seed clinched, which they could, it's just not going to happen. Um. And then the other one for Sunday, I'm I'm going I'm going back to it. I got the Pats minus 130 money line. It's 145 now, so anything less than a field goal, I think, is fine. The minus two and a half, hosting the Bills, it now becomes a bounce back spot for the Patriots after a loss. They got a long week to get into a divisional opponent uh, that they recently prepared for. And like Belichick said after that game, now the and Mac Jones had got a bad game out of the way. They had him throwing a lot. Um, I think he'll be ready to pass the ball in this game, which the entire playbook is open because Buffalo saw no pass plays in the Monday night uh, wind game in Buffalo. I think the Patriots just have the Bills number right now and uh, they'll get that one done. My bet after this actually lands on Monday. Give me the underdog Dolphins all day against the Saints. I, knew you I get it. They just, they just, what's that? I knew you were going there. I mean, I it's either, it. by the way, the plus three is even money right now. You might be able to get a three and a half on that. Yeah. But I mean, I get it that they just shut out the Buccaneers, but like this is a, they shut out a Buccaneers team that lost Evans, Godwin and Fournette in game. It I, is two, now it is two, two is going on the road to play a really good defense here. Yep. No, that for sure. But I would also, you know, say that the Dolphins also have a very <clears> good defense as well. And for as good as, you know, the, the Saints did defensively, they only managed three field goals in this game. They did not score. So at what point am I going to say, okay, which is the better team here? It's the Dolphins. They should get Waddle back in this one. So they have their number one weapon. I just think the Dolphins are, are not the team to be um, underdogs in this one. So I will take three. I would love three and a half. And it's definitely trending that way, as you mentioned, getting um, plus three right now is even money on the spread. So uh, love the Dolphins this week as well. And I also have a lean on the uh, Bengals at home against the Ravens, minus two and a half. I know the Ravens look great against the Packers, almost, you know, could have won that game potentially if they just went to overtime. But this is the second tie now that they've gone for two, failed. I thought the best chance for them to win was with Hundley, and it was. 
at what point, though, are they going to push Lamar Jackson into a game that he shouldn't be playing in? Might be this week against the Bengals because they need wins. They cannot afford any more losses. So if that means that they're pushing Jackson in when he's not ready against a team that is good defensively. Now, the Ravens pretty handily took care of the Bengals earlier, but I like this Bengals team right now. I've said this all season long. I'll take them at uh, under a field goal, minus two and a half. All right, fair. Um, there is our there's our card. There's our leans for the end of uh, <clears throat> the end of week fifteen and week sixteen. Uh, we won't be coming back on Thursday, so you get it all now. Um, are you ready, Steve, for bets to this? I'm very ready. I'm very ready for this. Okay. Um, Samir's told us we have a surprise coming. I don't know when that is happening, so it will probably catch us off guard, but uh, here we go. So we've been told to break this into three segments, um, airing of grievances, mm-hmm. feats of strength, and Betstivus miracle. Um, now we will naturally, both as very negative people, start with the airing of grievances. And also, we we asked for some. I asked for some some Twitter participation this morning, and we got some. So we will we will go through some of those. Um, actually, let's start let's start with that. Let's go through some of those. I'm scrolling through Twitter right now, um, and let's see. We'll give some of the people that uh, reached out. Jeremy Tuller, um, fan of fan of the podcast. He said the Indiana Pacers, so many quote unquote can't lose games that they lost. Can't cover a small number since January 2020. Um, and he has apparently lost a lot of, uh, of Pacers bets. The Pacers have been very bad ATS this season. I can, I can confirm that. Um, Pete Driscoll, Florida State plus nine and a half versus Clemson. Worst of the year. Sickening. I don't know if you remember or saw I, this one. I this do was, know this one. I do know this one. This was as bad as it gets. This was, uh, Florida State with the ball down three against Clemson and one of those defensive touchdowns to end the game and Clemson wins by 10 and covers. That one was literally one of the worst from the year. So I was not on that, thankfully. Um, But Pete Driscoll probably was. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to get to any last ones before uh, we get to one of our own guys. I don't know if there's any more in here. Um, okay, so I'll air a grievance as uh, our own host. Know that his role as a host, Brendan Glasheen chimed into yep. our Twitter conversation. Um, my grievance is is Glash putting plays on Twitter because he's not an analyst. Right, he's a host. Right. And he did a bunch of it. I don't know if he's done it recently. Um, he kind of shied away after the the thrashing that he took. Um, even Adam Kaufman at one point in time put a, I think I lean to this. And uh, both of them were, were wrong naturally because he's a host yep. uh, and not a not an analyst. So there's one of my grievances, Steve. I'll give you the floor. Well, I, here's the other thing too. Like you can be almost anything. Damn it. <laughs> well, I'm a big fan of this program. I'm really proud to have a front row seat. 
this is the surprise. What a letdown. <laughs> now, see, all right, now let me go into my spiel because on Twitter, you can pretend to be anything, okay? And Brendan Glasheen ha has taken that, you know, idea by the horns, you know? He thinks he's a famous TikTok star. He absolutely sucks at TikTok, okay? Like, there are, you know, 12 year old kids who do better on TikTok than Glash does, and they don't even know how to use That's a phone. That's because TikTok is for 12 year old kids. No, the TikTok has some benefits for, for, <clears throat> for older people. And then, and then, he, he starts giving his plays on, on Twitter. And look, everybody wants to give plays on Twitter, okay? And that's the beauty of it. You can do what you want, and you know, that's what it's for, right? Mm -hmm. But the, the, the reasoning that, that Glash has these, you know, plays is absolute nonsense. I don't even know if, if he understands why he's on this play. I think he just looks at a number and goes, oh, that that's an even or odd number. I'm gonna take this play, and that's gonna that's what I'm gonna give out to the Twitter world. That's what he does. You have to have substance behind these plays and why you're giving them. I would also recommend putting them out before the game starts. <laughs> that was the best. That was the best. Okay, real quick backstory. Glash said he gave out his plays after the game's already kicked off. He goes, well, these are my plays. What good does that do to anybody? If you're trying to educate or give plays to people, you have to give them ahead of time. And Noah was like, well, I bet this on Thursday. Hey, it's Sunday afternoon. Here's my place. What good does that do to anybody? Tell me right now, because now you're on the spot. Tell me right now what good that would have done anybody. I've learned my lesson. It doesn't do any good. You're right. <laughs> it doesn't do any you're good. Right. It doesn't do any good. It's completely right. pointless and stupid. So how's the show going so far? This is great. great. What are you doing? Great. What are you doing here? You're here. What are you doing? Oh, uh, just, you know, I wanted to drop by and uh, wish you all a happy holiday season and um, <laughs> really appreciative of your content and what you guys do. I've learned so much from the both of you. Good. Uh, and I'm looking forward I to more so. in, in 2022. I will please, say, please, though, Julian, air your grievances. You, you have me here. Come on. One, I, already aired, I already aired him. That's if it. Going to some sports, thing, we'll go into some sports grievances soon. If okay. there's one positive thing that Glash has done, is that he's got on board with teasers. And teasers, that's the way to go in the NFL. That is absolutely the way to go. But this time of year, especially, right? What, what's that? This time of year, especially, because the, the Sharps are uh, a little more precise. They have a better read on things. Do you know what a Sharp is? Yeah. I would say the books are more precise. The books are putting out sharper lines. And... See, this is why I listen to you guys. See? Right. Okay. I'll yeah, I'd help you with the, termino okay. the terminology, the wording. Mm. Um, yep. It's all just gibberish, but yeah, I can help you craft what you're trying to say and, and, you will not and help speak you will it correctly. Okay. Um, Glass, do you have anything else important to say? Oh, is this, you, you're trying to get rid of me now? Is that what's happening? Oh, no, he can stay, he can stay, he can stay. All right, he well, can... he's here. He might, he might, we just finished the board. It's, you might as well give out a pick or something since that, that's what you oh. do. Oh, you, really? Now. You sure you don't want me to wait till 7.30 tonight when kickoff already happens? Probably, once the games are over, tell me what you okay. like the most. Okay, I'm teasing the Rams, pick them, and the football team, plus 13. Oh no, what? Why, why? <laughs> Rams don't get to a pick, they get the, they get down to one now, but, and you can actually get football team up to 14 and a half. You yeah. gotta see, you use the right numbers, first of all. Well, when as you know, as the day moves along here, things change, and that's what I got it at. So I'm telling, I already put it out, though, an hour ago, because I was following your code. You oh. know, get it out when I played it. 
Okay. Right low. Which, by the way, Steve, you can not this guy for a second here. This guy our does quote, the same quote, quote. thing. He goes back and goes, oh, well, I got this earlier in the day, so I uh, hope you did too. Like, I mean, what, what good does that do? <laughs> no, I, but I tweet, it, I tweet it out when I play it and then, like, retweet the play yeah. saying, here's from earlier in the day. It's already on Twitter. Julian, why are you so, why do you apologize to people when you don't get something out? You don't, they don't deserve that. You do a great job as, as is. Why, why do, do I apologize? apologize when I don't give something out? Yeah, you're like, hey, sorry I'm late with this today. Like, who cares? You're, you're fine. You're doing a great job. You work hard. Wow. I know I am, but I like to keep all my fans happy, including you, Glash. No. One of my biggest fans. You don't care about my happiness. And that's okay. That's I correct. will say, I, though. It's correct. I don't. I will um, say though, you you have like you have like four jobs now. You need to start buying yeah. normal size food on top of everything. The chicken pictures that, that you put actually. out there, the chicken, the chicken pictures that you put out there, uh, Samir, you're gonna have to mark the time on this, okay? The chicken pictures you put out there are the dumbest <laughs> things I've ever seen on Twitter. Okay, we're on this podcast. You no, you can't. But that's why I just gave Samir the heads up. Okay, he's gonna have to beep it, and I apologize. But you need to hear this. Those are the dumbest things that you do on Twitter because nobody wants to see how bad your chicken looks. It, it's always with charcoal. They're the driest looking things I've ever seen. You have to stop putting those chicken things out there. It actually makes people angry because of how bad that food is that you're putting out there into the universe to look at and gawk at and make fun of you about it. Eh, I got a laugh out of it. I think it's kind of fun. <laughs> like, but, but, but like you are like, you're starting to get known out there. Like you do play-by-play stuff. You do ESPN stuff. Like Start, you, want your repu- do you want your reputation to be someone who's a play-by-play, you know, announcer or somebody that makes really crappy chicken. You can do both. <laughs> you do do both. You do do both. And I'm, and I'm doing just fine. <laughs> That's great to hear. Um, <clears throat> all right. I guess we, I guess we should finish answering the airing of grievances for like sports out of steve off the top of your head any bad beat or team that you just team or player that you just lost a lot on that uh you want to throw out there i actually lost a lot of money betting against the orioles like they didn't win a lot of games but for whatever reason i just picked them on like the worst nights i i lost multiple times and it's quite remarkable when you think about how many games the orioles actually won but it's, it's remarkable that I somehow would choose them on the nights that they would win. They were an absolute dagger for me during the MLB season. I don't know how or why, but they were just the absolute stone cold words for me this year. So for me, it'll be the uh, the Brooklyn Nets in the postseason. Um, those that follow know that I was pretty heavy on them to win the East, heavy on them to win it all. Um, the talent was all there. And then Harden hurt, Kyrie hurt lose the buck series by durant's pinky toe um tough there the the nets uh were a team that i really believed in and i still believe if they were healthy um would have gotten it all done almost no problem um glass you lose all your bets but is there one in particular that jumps out to you that you're angry about these guys these guys no logos allowed so we'll just have to cut that out oh, sorry and okay. uh <laughs> give Kamir more work um samir's grievance is now you i don't lose bets come on bringing more I, don't, work. I don't lose much more i follow your leads but his, the celtics the celtics are not fun uh, to bet on well, I, I i will say real quick though what you are going to lose is your time on this podcast you can get off now okay you guys right, have a great show off. i'm actually going to go because i've had enough um I'll, I'll tune in 
uh, wherever this gets posted. Where does this get posted? Just leave, please. Okay. Hey, Spotify, Julian. iTunes, Apple, uh, YouTube, um, probably more places. All right. Thank you for having me. Take care. Go grill some chicken. Yeah, we definitely didn't invite him. Um, feats of strength. What is your that's favorite? That's not a, by the way, Samir, that's not a, I guess it is a surprise. Said so you did say there was a surprise, not like a special gift or something. That was a negative, but I guess it was still a surprise. It was a surprise because I was not expecting it. Go ahead, Steve. Feats of strength. Your favorite team or player to bet on from 2021. Uh, tell us why it's <laughs> bull-tied Alabama. Well, but they weren't because they they hurt me a couple of times, and that game that they lost was really annoying because I kept doubling down on it. Um, so not a standard Alabama year, although they did make them make up for themselves some in the end. If they win it all, I, I if they win it all, yes, I'm I'm very thankful for for Alabama. Um, let me see some of my favorites like. The Suns in the playoffs were great until I did have them to win it all over Milwaukee and they didn't get that done. But all the way through, the Suns just game by game were were pretty awesome. Um, man, uh, Jorge Soler gets a seat at the table, plus 3,500 World Series MVP, just doing what I do there, breaking my plus 3,000 record with Steve Pierce. Uh, but you broke both of those records, so I know where you're going. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was going to be the Festivus miracle, to be fair. It was going okay, to be rough, then save right? it. Save it. Feast of strength, though. Favorite team to bet on? <clears throat> the Red Sox were constantly underdogs the first couple months of the season. Because oh, yeah. That okay. Team... Uh, Red, Red Sox playoff run until they came undone was also another one for me. I, I backed them a ton in the postseason. But the first couple months when they were just underdog after underdog, that was like my bankroll for the almost the entire MLB season. Because constantly hammering those underdog lines, they kept uh, winning as underdogs, and then the books finally adjusted and started making them, you know, consistent favorites. But they were so good as underdogs in the beginning of the season. Like they were underdogs a couple times against even the Orioles to begin the season. Like it was absolutely obscene. And you know, they're back to the Orioles again. Um, but just some big underdog lines that they covered. I remember one specifically. It was in April against the Blue Jays. They were almost plus two hundred underdogs, and they ended up winning out of that game four to two. Like it was, they were a cash cow beginning of the season. And then Mariners as underdogs were another big play. They were one of the best underdog teams in the league uh, straight up in MLB this season. So that was another one between the Mariners and the uh, and the Red Sox as underdogs. Cash cows, baby. That's what they were. All right. You can just do your miracle now because I already alluded to it. Yeah. I mean, how are you going to beat 80 to 1 odds for Robbie Ray? How are you going to beat him? I will say, though, there are a couple people out there that have shown me tickets getting him at 100 to 1. I'm not going to give them credit because they're not on the podcast, but there are people out there, tickets shown that they got him at 100 to 1 before the season even started. So, I mean, the cojones on them before, you know, even seeing anything for somebody that was coming off one of the worst statistical uh, seasons to, to date. For a starting pitcher to be like, you know what? I'm going to make that guy the Cy Young next year. And they get it. That, I, I will say that makes a big difference betting at midseason at long odds than before the season. To think Robbie Ray would have a good season before actually seeing it and saying, okay, let's get it early is very impressive. Very impressive. Um, I'll give two here. My favorite 
individual game or the, the most miracle individual game. There was a game in Charlotte, Steph Curry's hometown, where uh, the Warriors were, uh, the game was around a, a close to close to a pick, I think. It was announced Steph Curry, personal reasons, wouldn't play right at tip. So it didn't affect the live line. <laughs> um, so you could bet Charlotte at the price around Curry being in, but Curry was ruled out. So I hammered Charlotte with one of my biggest bets of the NBA season to win the game. Warriors were up all game. Warriors were up late. There was a Warriors, I think, up, I want to say, three with the ball late. Um, oh, God, I'm going to butcher this. There was a jump ball. Uh, there was a jump ball. There was a jump ball. And the, the Warriors were up three. Out of the jump ball, there's a tie-up. that, And Draymond Green gets called for a technical because he's arguing the call. Oh. Charlotte makes both, both the free throws, gets the ball. Terry Rozier hits the game winner at the buzzer. Um, so it went from Golden State. with the, Golden State won the game. And Draymond lost his cool. And that won the bet for me. That, that was probably my most fortunate bet of the year. Um... In terms of a team that was my miracle, that would be the Oregon State Beavers and their march through March Madness of underdogs every game, eight and a half, seven and a half points, taking them with the points, taking them plus three, four hundred money line and just going to, I think it was the Elite Eight. And then they were down like 20 something in their Elite Eight game. And as six and a half point dogs came back to lose by six as like their, you know, last dance and still cover for us, although they didn't win the game. So the Oregon State Beavers were probably my most profitable game. Shout out to Spread Investor, James Alberino. He comes on the podcast from time to time. He highlighted Oregon State for us uh, before that tournament um, in like February, and they they went on that run. So that's my my miracle team. Yeah, Robbie Ray won a lot of money for a lot of people. Had a lot of tickets come my way. It was a beautiful thing. You're all very welcome. That is a beautiful thing. Um, all right. Well, that probably that probably does it for us. That's some some plays. Some odds are with Johnny Avello. Um, Weird appearance. So we had some fun on the podcast. We had an unfortunate glass appearance, and uh, at least it wasn't yeah. Adam Coffin, though. I mean, that would be the stone worst. I've had a plan for Adam Coffin on this podcast for a couple of years that one day I will execute. I think that sounds like something good for 2022. Yeah, so there's a New Year's resolution appropriately to uh, end this all with um, to bring Kaufman on the program and uh, play a prank on him. Um, he doesn't listen, so he won't hear this. Uh, all right, anything else, Steve? <clears throat> One show else? next week, don't forget. No. Yes, okay, Tuesday show, Tuesday. This that's it for Tuesday, December 21st. We'll be back on Tuesday, December 28th. Definitely talking bowl games as we get into some of the bigger bowl games of the season. Um, recapping NFL Week 16. Hopefully we're not still playing NFL Week 16. Looking at NFL Week 17. Um, follow us on Twitter at Unreasonable Odd. Follow Steve at SPKN24. Follow me at Julian Edlo. And we will talk to you guys next week. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.